0: Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: Jennifer is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Jennifer, you bring the perspective of both the consumer and the business person to this position of CEO.
1: Yes, with a business partner, we developed a successful retail business in London. And of course, being a consumer is just a natural part of life.
0: So the BBB tips for businesses on competitor analysis uh, probably has some extra meaning for you.
1: Yes, it does for sure. And later this morning, we'll review that article and some of the reasons business owners should consider a competitor analysis.
0: You know, winemaking is a craft that brings joy and satisfaction on many levels, from the selection of juices right through to the clink of the glasses as you mm-hmm. toast your success. Kevin Beatty of Somerset Fine Wines will join us later this morning.
1: One of the first questions of each day is, did you have a good sleep? There are a lot of things to consider as you answer that question. And one, of course, is the mattress that you sleep on. Our first guest this morning is Skylar Brower, CEO of Mattress Depot. Good morning, Skylar. Thanks for joining us.
2: Good morning, and thank you for having me.
1: So what are some of the biggest reasons people want to or should consider replacing their mattress?
2: Most of the time, it's just old age of the bed. Generally, people come and see me when they can't sleep.
0: So how do you help people match a mattress? to their comfort needs, Kyler?
2: That's one of the trickiest things, especially when you're dealing with couples that have different needs. But most of the time, you just find out if they're a back, stomach, side sleeper. There's different beds that do different things for different people. We have, you know, 35, 40 beds here that uh, we can show them and we get them on there, laying on them, show them how the beds are being built. All the beds are constructed differently and match a bed to the client and we're good to go. How...
1: Would you help somebody who is shopping online choose a mattress? Pretty much the same
2: way. And we got really good at it over the last year and a half. Um, Lots of questions. The more questions you ask a person, the more you can get into what they don't like about the bed they have now and what we can offer them or, you know, suggest something that even we might not have. Over the internet, basic questions are the same. Just, you know, how do you sleep? What is the problem with the bed that you have now? And then we just go over it and, One of the nice things about over the phone is if you're dealing with a company that has a sleep exchange program, if you screw it up, you can come back to that store, including ours, and, you know, exchange it. So that's the most important thing is when buying online, make sure the return policies, because that's the most important thing.
1: Can you talk to us a little bit about memory foam and what are the things we should know when considering this option?
2: Memory foam is the hardest thing for even me the owner of Mattress Depot to buy, there's different grades of foam, different densities of that grade of foam, and then different types of foam, like a soy foam or a latex foam or a memory foam, gel infused Swedish memory foam. There's all kinds of different things. So most of the time with foams, the density is the thing to ask for. There's lots of, if you're on the internet looking at boxed bed websites, which we do as well it's the density or compression rate of the foam that tells you if it's a good better best the lighter the foam the more air is in the foam so it looks the same when you buy it but 18 months later you got a hole where you sleep a little investigating on that you'll find that the compression rate or the density of foam was probably too light and that's the thing that is very vague on the internet so uh lots of questions when you're buying memory foam knowing the compression rate and how much of what foam is in it. Um, I asked a foam manufacturer the other day, one of the websites I was looking at said they had comfort foam. And I said, what is comfort foam? And he says to be answering, what's an adjective? And I was like, oh, so you're really just buying polyurethane foam with a nice name attached to it. So when you're buying foam, make sure you're getting memory foam.
0: So we need to know something about the construction and the materials that go into a, a mattress. So how much should we know about the construction of a mattress and and all of the materials that are in it, Skylar?
2: Well, when you're buying anything, you know, when you're buying a stereo, you want to know how many watts are in it. Or uh, when you're buying a car, how many cylinders and the brakes and all that kind of stuff. And it, that's what I do when I'm buying a bed wholesale is I break it down into the pieces, parts. If you do that, you can go to all of the different stores with that list of pieces, parts that you found in the one bed that you liked. And if you want to verify price on it, you go around shopping and you always ask questions like how many springs are in it, what type of spring, how much foam, what type of foam. And then you know, the warranties are probably the least most important thing on a bed because they only cover manufacturer defect, which is very rare. Um, So you want to have something that's been tested and um that does have a good replacement warranty if need be you know a 25 year warranty doesn't work but like if you have a 10 year full replacement warranty that's better for the consumer it's shorter but it's fully replaceable
1: and as we're talking about the materials that mattresses are made of are there some that are a little bit more eco-conscious
2: well the foams in the last 10 years have gotten more friendly uh polyurethane foam is not as good as the rest of the foams that's all we had to deal with you know 10 15 years ago but the soy foams have come out now which don't give off the bocs as much as uh the polyurethane foam so if you you know have asthma uh polyurethane foam probably not a good idea go to the soy foams also the fills on the top like you can get like a poly fill on the top like as a between the fabric and the foam or you can get like a hyperallergenic wool or you can get like cashmere and stuff like that so all those change the prices too poly being the cheapest wool being the most cost effective and then you know cashmere sounds great but it's really just the same thing as wool so uh, save your money on that
0: so how important is the choice of the box spring that goes under the
2: mattress does
0: that make much difference
2: a box spring basically Back in the old days, everybody remembers the old box spring that was bouncy, bouncy. They don't make those anymore. So you have two choices. You either have a basically a wood box that's upholstered. They call that a posture box. Or you can get a torsion bar box, which is basically the same thing, but it's made of metal and hardwood. But if you were laying on the mattress and you were blindfolded, you could not tell which of those was underneath. Most of the industry uses the posture box now, but the torsion bar system is still available. But they do the same thing.
1: What about mattress protectors? Do they help maintain a mattress?
2: They do help keep the mattress clean from the body above. But the problem, if any, is I spend a lot of time making my beds breathe, like the cooling gels and the wool that we talked about before and stuff like that and all that stuff is to keep the body cool and then you put a mattress pad on there which normally are water resistant or waterproof and they hold the heat so uh if you've bought a new bed lately with a mattress pad and you're hot try taking the mattress pad off but it's a good thing to have you know especially for kids and older people but you know normal Keeping the bed clean is fine, and it breathes better, in my opinion, without it. But, yeah, we do sell a lot of them.
0: Well, Skylar, I think uh, some folks will be ready to have a better night's sleep now. We want to thank you very very much for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this
2: morning. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, and I hope this helps a little.
0: Skylar Brower is the CEO of Mattress Depot, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. When you search mattress in the BBB directory, You'll find them and links to their website and to their social media pages.
1: When we return, choosing your wine, 30 bottles at a time.
0: Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario.
1: And we are now joined by Kevin Beatty, president of Somerset Fine Wines and Gifts. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. So nobody, including I, wants to start talking about Christmas and the holidays before Halloween. but is there still time to start wine that will be ready for the holidays?
3: there is yeah and it is tough to uh, to start that discussion right now and the weather's so nice but um, it is getting close We have between four and eight weeks to make our wine. so uh, we are actually doing a promotion right now to just try to get that uh, get that awareness out there but uh, there is lots of time um, even our AV kits are, are done in November and still have um, some time to age for the holidays and Get together so there is yes
0: so speaking of those uh, four six or eight week kits uh what what's the difference between those different uh timeline kits kevin
3: uh the big difference is there's each of the series uh contain what varietal juice so the smaller series kits they have more of a concentrate from that juice than our eight week counterparts that have almost pure varietal juice the smaller series the more concentrated kits take less time, so four weeks, and then you can enjoy them rather young um, compared to the eight weeks where you wanna be able to let them sit mature uh, to get that fuller, richer flavor. So that's the biggest difference between the two or the three series is that um, body, uh, alcohol content and mouthfeel is the biggest difference.
1: Great, and do you have kits available with all of the equipment we need to make our own wine at home?
3: We do, actually the kits come um, pre-packaged with everything you need if you're going to make it at home. Instructions are very easy to follow. Um, we just tell people, say, so, you know, go by each step and if they have any questions, they can give us a call at the store. We'll be gladly uh, help them go through that process. Equipment you do need, uh, there is, we have used equipment as well as packages put together that you could have everything you need. It's, it's not a very uh, expensive startup series. You just need the time and, and space for that at home to do that.
0: So, if, if we choose to make our wine in the store rather than at home, what are some of the steps in the process that you take care of between the time we start the wine and the time we come into the store to bottle it that we'd have to do on our own?
3: Yeah, there's not a uh, to start the wine in the store. Um, really, you just need to be present. <laughs> you um, the, Legally, you have to be here because um, it's your product. We're just taking care of the processing side of it. So once you come in, we put the, put the ingredients together. And then all you need to do is sprinkle some yeast. Just That activates the, uh, the whole fermentation process. And then that's it. Um, then we give you a call either between four, six, and eight weeks from that point. And there's a little bit more work at the end. So you come in, uh, we sterilize your bottles, and then the process is, is, uh, is fairly simple to do that step. Uh, but the very beginning step, not too much. We just have to figure out what you want to drink or what you want to make, and then uh, come back later, join us, and have fun. So, what are some of those steps that we don't see then? Yeah, so um, behind the scenes, there's there's lots of movement. You can probably hear a little bit in the background right now, uh, but we do um, we really monitor the process of the fermentation, the uh, what happens with the juices. Start off with has a higher sugar level, and what we're doing essentially is we're changing uh, the sugars to alcohol Um, and that process takes about two weeks for that first fermentation and then there is some next steps of just adding some finding agents to help get all the sediment out Um, and the the process is is, it's fairly straightforward but there is a lot of uh, a lot of techniques that we have to use just to make sure the process runs smoothly.
1: As we're talking about the process are there certain temperature conditions we need to maintain for winemaking that might not easily be done at home as opposed to with you.
3: There is, yeah. Um, thing too as well for small spaces. There is uh, the natural byproduct of fermentation is CO two. So you want to make sure that you have uh, ventilation, uh, just to make sure that the CO two doesn't overwhelm that space. And temperature control is 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 important. You want to make sure that it is warmer. Um, Your at fermentation. Think of it as a live organism. It needs needs a little bit of heat to keep that it's like making if you're baking bread if it's too cold your yeast isn't going to, your dough is not going to rise so it's got to be warm just to help that that yeast rise and same with wine it's too cool the yeast can uh, stall out or not ferment and then too hot the same thing but there is a good good tolerant range but it needs to be at a nice uh, a nice heat level for sure
1: whether we make the wine in your store or at home we will have about 30 bottles from each batch do we need any special conditions to store that wine until we're ready to consume it
3: uh yeah great question like you should with um today we find that the temperature control is not as important There's a big fluctuation um as long as it's not extreme temperatures gets too hot or too cool uh so in the winter time we ask people not to store it maybe in a cold cellar something that has uh an outside wall close to it, it's gonna get down into the negatives. And vice versa in the summertime, if it gets into that hot um, up to like past 25 or 30 degrees, then that can really harm and destroy the wine. But as long as it's at a a constant kind of fluctuating temperature between like normal household, um, that's perfect. We also have the option of using a synthetic cork instead of a natural cork. And that really allows you to store it maybe up upright rather than on its side so to have that selling process you don't need to have a cellar in, in order to uh, make sure wine is 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 aging properly
0: do you connect people with um, uh, storage facilities or or uh, a wine cellar or ways to develop that
3: yeah yeah there's um there's a few companies we um, we can direct people to we have wine racks and uh, other accessories for that for storage and like i think there's there's uh, there's all different uh, types of storage I've seen used. Um, even now we we've, we've seen um, people doing bagged wine. Is, it has been really popular over the summer, and so what they'll store their bags in a in a box. You get about six bladders, and then you just when you need another bladder, you just change it up. So that's been that's been pretty popular too, and especially people who are in smaller uh, smaller spaces where they they don't have storage um, apartments that allows them to really store that easily.
1: So we talked a little bit at the beginning about how we didn't want to talk about Christmas or weren't ready to talk about Christmas or the holidays yet. But if we do have a winemaker or a wine lover on our list, what are some of your suggestions for gifts?
3: Yeah, for gifts, um, the gift of wine is great. <laughs> but uh, if if they haven't made wine before, we we find um, coming towards the holidays that gift certificates uh, are, are a wonderful idea. That can help them get in the store and, and start the whole process. Um, we do have a gift shop in our store as well that can uh, get a lot of different wine related items, or if it's mainly for like housewarming gifts or uh, coming over, or sort of something to you know give to that party for that time. But uh, the gift certificate idea is probably our most popular um, that helps either family members that do make wine with us or to get them involved in the process
0: well kevin we want to thank you very much for taking some time from the wine to uh, give us some information (laughs) and although we don't want to think about it we are uh, getting a little bit ready for that uh, holiday season or just for making a batch of wine so we'll have something to enjoy as uh, time passes thanks for your time this morning no, thank you very much. Thanks, Jen and Jim. Thank you. We've been talking with Kevin Beatty, who is the president of Somerset Fine Wines and Gifts, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you search winemaking.
1: Success in business means knowing your competition. We'll look at BBB tips when we return.
0: Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm here with co-host Jennifer Matthews, who is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Jennifer, we mentioned on the opening of the program that you have experience as a retailer.
1: I do, Jim. And one of the things we learned as our business developed over the years was that you need to be aware of what the competition in your category is doing. So the article on the BBB.org website on competitor analysis is one that I would encourage all business owners to have a look at.
0: So so what's involved in a competitor analysis?
1: So it's really a process of researching your competitors, their audience, and what they are doing. Even if you are an established brand, it is recommended that you do competitor analysis regularly so that you can stay ahead of the pack.
0: So, So what do you look for in this?
1: Sure. So first of all, you want to learn who your competitors are. Look at their marketing and their business strategies. What seems to be working for them? And also, what isn't? Who is their audience? Of course, their audience is also your audience. And also have a look at market trends and gaps as well.
0: So how do you you go about all of this?
1: So the information on BBB.org outlines five simple steps. The first step is to understand your own business and what your goals are. Ask yourself questions like, how are you different? What are you known for? Things like, what are your strengths? And also take a look at what your weaknesses might be. The next step in the process is to identify your competitors. Look for business that is actual competitors. For instance, even though you are a small business that revolves around fashion, it doesn't mean that you're in direct competition with the luxury brands. Look for businesses that share your niche your catchment area, and also your target audience.
0: So you need to know what businesses are offering the same product or service that you are, I guess, eh?
1: Exactly, and that's very crucial. If you are a small business that sells fashion accessories, you will want to identify and analyze those in your area that are also selling fashion accessories, and then determine which ones and at what price. The next step after identifying your competitor is to identify your target audience you already know whom you are targeting. The competitor analysis helps refine further who you should be targeting and how you should do that.
0: When we talk about targeting an audience, I guess we're talking about marketing strategy. Isn't that a a pretty near impossible job unless you're an insider?
1: Well, it's actually a bit easier than you might think. Do what consumers do, check them out online. Look at websites, see what they're posting, Definitely check out social media, see what they're promoting and with whom they are interacting. Check their advertising to see what they are promoting as well. Have a look at customer reviews and see what customers are saying about them and see what they are saying about themselves by checking any possible media releases.
0: Well, I can hear some small business owners right now saying, I have enough to do just keeping up day to day. I don't really have time to spend looking at the competition.
1: And if that's the case, I totally understand and get that point of view. There are marketing firms, however, available to help you out. And if you search marketing consultants in the BBB directory, you'll have a shot at finding someone who is happy to work with you.
0: So some work cut out for the small business folks who are listening now. And that's our time for Ask BBB this week. A reminder that you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT.
1: Yes, and if you have a comment or a question or even a great guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. We are always glad to hear from you.
0: And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: Remember to ask BBB,
1: And start with trust.